0: Good to be back with you today and uh, missed you, and uh, we had a great time. Um, I want to speak to you today from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to begin reading in verse 7 here in a moment. Um, while I was gone, I had somebody share with me about the fellow that preached last week and said that it had ministered to him in, uh, in a unique way. And then He also shared with me about a prayer request uh, that we'd been praying for and how God had had begun to answer that prayer request. This man who is uh, an atheist um, and had no interest in discussing the things of God uh, began, uh, he called uh, my friend and and began to talk with him and uh, they spent two hours on the phone talking about spiritual things. Now you tell me, that there is not a God who speaks and deals with the hearts of people. Uh, We serve an awesome God. He's active today. He's working today. Uh, And I believe he wants to act and work through us and minister to us through the body of Christ. Uh, There is something special about the church, and I'm not talking about the building. I praise God for the building, but the church of God is the people of God. There's something special about coming together as God's people and allowing God to use us to minister to other people through our words, through our action, through our service and so forth and allowing others to minister to us. Uh, we had uh, Sunday school this morning. We had some, some time of sharing and, and talking about uh, the scripture and it was a ministry uh, to our hearts. I believe it was a ministry to my heart. I believe it was a ministry to some others' hearts And and others of you have shared those similar testimonies about how God has ministered to you in Sunday school. Let me just remind you, uh, that's a place where we can minister to each other. Um, And uh, we minister to each other here, don't we? So we show God's love to people. um, And as we welcome them, as we share and talk before and after. Uh, Sometimes I have people tell me, uh, you know, as people are just taking, you know, I'm standing back there saying they're just taking too long or standing in there talking. And, uh... I said, well, I'm glad that they're talking because that means that God's people love each other. And there's that conversations going on in their ministry too, uh, to each other. Um, in this text that we're going to talk about today, Paul is discussing how God has gifted the body of Christ to minister uh, to each other. The body of Christ, meaning the church. God has gifted us as individuals to minister to the body. Did you know every Christian is a minister every Christian has a ministry and God has given each of us a ministry now uh, God also will give us ministry in different ways at different times and uh, I, I've, I've had people share with me about how God has gifted them at, for one task and then later on in life gifted them for something else uh, and so God can do that but God uses us according to his plan God has a plan for South Clinton Baptist Church. Do you believe that? He has a plan for us. And he has put people here in this church and he brings people here to this church with certain gifts so that his purposes for South Clinton Baptist Church can be accomplished. And so that his purposes for your life as people minister to you can be accomplished for his purpose in others' lives to be accomplished as you minister to them. That's why... Uh, we so desperately need the body of Christ. We need God's people. Um, I believe each of us needs to seek those gifts that God wants to give us uh, and use those gifts and ask God to fill us with His Spirit, to use those gifts in the way that He desires. I'm going to talk to you today. The title of my message is The Gifts the Spirit Gives. Gifts. The Spirit gives. So look with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. A demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person to produce what is beneficial. To one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit. To another a message of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the performing of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, different kinds of languages. To another, interpretation of languages. Uh, And then he speaks in the middle section. I'm not going to read it all, but he speaks of the church as being a body with different members, just like we have hands and feet and so forth. And the body can't say, I don't need you. And, you know, my hand can't say to my foot, I don't need you. or My eye can't say to my ear, I don't need you. We all need each other. But then look at verse 27. He says, now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. And God has placed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, next miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, managing, various kinds of languages are all apostles. The Greek text expects the negative answer here. He says, are all prophets? Saying the negative answer goes through all these. Are all teachers? Do all do miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in other languages? Do all interpret? But desire the greater gifts, and I will show you an even better way. He's going to talk about love in chapter 13. So gifts the Spirit gives. Now, he seems to break these categories of gifts down... Into, into certain categories. So I'm going to talk about these categories and then talk about certain specific gifts within these categories. Um, and I know that uh, some of you may have different views about gifts as far as which ones continue which ones don't. Uh, I found in my life uh, that God has, uh, you know, what I used to believe, God has shown me instances of people who have done things that were outside of my, my belief system. And so uh, what I found was uh, that uh, on the one hand, I didn't see a scriptural evidence of things ceasing. But on another another hand, I saw the evidence in people's lives that I knew and respected and loved, that God was using them in some of these ways that were kind of outside of the ways of my expectation. So what I'm going to do, rather than to to, uh, deal with a whole lot of speculation, I'm just going to talk about what the Bible says about uh, these different... Gifts and uh, and then give some encouragements of what God may want us to do. Okay, first of all, what gifts does God give us? First of all, there are direction gifts. Direction gifts. Um, the by the way, the Greek text here splits these up into different groups of gifts through through some of the wording that's used. So that's why I've gifted them up in different in different. Uh, Uh, summary. So direction gifts. uh, These gifts are gifts that provide direction to the body of Christ. Have you ever needed direction? I have. Uh, Praise God for direction gifts. Uh, People that are gifted in helping us determine what to do uh, in in the things of life. Um, Several of these gifts are, first of all, the message of wisdom. There are popular understandings of these gifts, but I'm going to give you what I believe the Scripture uh, is saying here because I think there's there's a definition for these words. They mean a certain thing, and they're used for a certain reason. So he says the message of wisdom. What is the message of wisdom? Well, what I believe that is talking about is the Holy Spirit gifting an individual to have an unusual ability to say wise things and give wise counsel to God's people. Have you ever known someone like that? Um, one of my friends in Texas, uh, uh, Bill, I think had this gift, um, very wise, uh, and, and he would give counsel. I remember one day we were in a, in a pastor's prayer meeting, and uh, we'd been uh, just kind of talking about some things that were going on in our church. And, and one of the pastors there uh, was um, having trouble with a certain member in his church, and uh, he had done something that had offended him, and, and so, so Bill began to give him advice, and he said, he said look, what you need to do, Scott, is, is you need to go and um, go to him and just tell him, say, uh, you know, I'm sorry that I offended you. Uh, can I pray with you, and, uh, and let's talk to God about this. And, and, and as he began to pray, he told him, he, he told him, say, why don't you pray that God would help you to be a good pastor to him and would help you to love him and so forth. And so, so uh, he took his advice, and he went, and he, he told the man, apologized to the man, said, let's pray about this, and pray that God would help him uh, to be a better pastor. And he came back the next week, and he said, you know, I did what you suggested. And can I tell you, um, the guy hugged my neck, and we're great friends now. And uh, God had restored that relationship. Why? Because God had gifted Bill, he just had a sense of being of saying the right thing, giving the right counsel to people uh, as they were dealing with different things in life. And so, uh, these people are very, uh, very um, gifted in helping people do this. And usually, you can identify them. Why? Because somebody will say, "Hey, hey, you know, you need some advice. I will tell you, you, gave me some great advice," or, or maybe you're you're. Uh, relating to people, which, by the way, is one reason you need to be in church, right? So you can relate to the body of Christ. You need to have relationships with Christians. Why? So that you can relate to them. But as you relate, you begin to see, hey, this person's given some great advice. And I'm seeing God use this advice in the lives of other people. And so then you know, hey, this is a person that may minister to me. And so you might go and you might ask, hey, give me some advice here. Uh, ask God to, to, to give you some good advice. So anyway uh, message of wisdom is, is that's what I believe he's talking about then he says uh, in verse uh, the second part of verse eight to another a message of knowledge by the same spirit okay I believe this is uh, knowledge that is given by the Holy Spirit it could be about a scripture uh, the understanding of a scripture passage it might be uh, knowledge and trying to understand something about the Christian life. Uh, There are some people who uh, God just seems to give clarity of understanding in certain things. Um, I've experienced, as I've, I've prepared a message before, just saying, Lord, I have no clue what this means. And I'm supposed to preach it. I believe you've led me to preach on the scripture, and I don't understand it. And so I've asked God, Lord, would you give me understanding? And sometimes... It's not that I go to a commentary. I've done that. I've gotten information from a commentary before. But sometimes I'll be sitting there meditating on that scripture, and it's like God just gives it to me. Just opens my eyes to it. I believe that's what the message of knowledge is about. Uh, So it it may be people that have a wisdom in how to live the Christian life. You know, there's people out there, uh, some of the old classics, like I love to read uh, Andrew Murray. And I've read through many of his books uh, he was one of the uh, pastors during the, one of the revivals in American history. Uh, and um, as far as I know, not uh, incredibly educated, but just had a sense of knowledge about what it took to live the Christian life, to draw near to God, to have power in prayer, and so forth and so on. And he was just gifted in sharing those things with God's people. I think that the, this, this idea of a message of knowledge is something that the Holy Spirit... Grants to an individual. Now, so if you, if you have that message of wisdom, God lays something to share, counsel to share with someone else on your heart. Share that counsel. If God gives you knowledge and insight into something, don't keep it to yourself. Share it. It's for the body. Okay? So God may bless you with it, but he means for you to share it as well. We're not reservoirs, right? We're channels. And so let God use you to bless somebody else. Uh, with whatever he may uh, reveal to you in that way. All right. Um, So um, these direction gifts, um, the message of knowledge. uh, Also, um, look down at uh, verse 28. It says, First Apostles. Now, there are a couple of things I want to say about Apostles. I believe that there are big A Apostles... And little a apostles. And let me explain to you what I mean by that. Not that there was big a and little a in the Bible. There wasn't. Because they, they didn't have capitals in Greek. But you know, a difference between capitals and lowercase. But um, the Bible teaches that the 12 the, the twelve apostles had a special authority. Later on, Paul, he speaks of himself as one being abnormally born. He, he also had that authority. But uh, the 12 had a special authority. They were those who lived with Jesus and uh, were eyewitnesses of his entire ministry. Okay? Um, So uh, Jesus, in his earthly ministry, did a lot of things and said a lot of things. The 12 were people that had seen all of these things. Well, Judas betrayed him, of course, and was not uh, continuing on in in that ministry. Uh, And then uh, the Bible says in the book of Acts... They appointed Matthias. They prayed and appointed Matthias to take the position of Judas uh, to be part of the twelve. And it says it needs to be somebody who's been a part of Jesus' ministry from the beginning all the way through to the end as an eyewitness of his resurrection. Apostles in this sense are not around today. They had a special authority. Okay, These were the ones who determined what the scripture would be in the New Testament, okay? Uh, The Gospels, they either wrote them or they approved of those who did. And and so they set up the the truth of the church and uh, they were also, the word apostle means sent. So they were also used as missionaries uh, to establish God's church in different parts of the world. Now the 12 stuck around in Jerusalem for a while, but according to tradition, eventually they branched out and different ones went to different areas Around the world, uh, and had great missionary ministries. They were also well, the reason this is a direction gift. Is these people were given special gifts to uh, direct the missionary enterprise. The Apostle Paul would be, be a great example, uh, starting churches in all these different places and uh, appointing pastors in all these different places, so that these churches continued and thrived and and providing guidance when there was trouble and so forth. For a bunch of different churches, Uh, the the apostles had this special gift to go into a place where the gospel had never been heard and to understand the culture and reach out to them and so forth. So uh, the special authority that they had to be able to determine matters of doctrine and so forth, that ended, I believe, during the time of uh, the the lifespans of those twelve with the apostle Paul. Uh, however, I believe that there is a gift of Apostle little a that doesn't carry with it the same kind of authority uh, that may be used today because the word apostle means sent. And, and, and we do see people who are specially gifted by God. I don't know if you remember uh, several years back we had a missionary named John Shepard came to our church, showed his story cloth. We put a story cloth, some of you may remember that. Uh, and he min- he 's a minister to the Messiah uh, people, and uh, the scripture uh, was taught through the story cloth and God just kind of gave that to him and he he was used mightily, nobody had been able to reach them, but he went in there and God just gave him an insight into how to reach those people for christ and so he went in there he he trained leaders he he appointed people to different things, and uh, now in two countries, the, the, the Messiah people have been reached for Christ. They would go, they would go for a couple of weeks at a time and have hundreds saved uh, in the mission, missionary work there. Uh, just a great work of God. I believe he had that apostle little A gift, uh, that gift of being a missionary in a special way. And so um, uh, that's a direction gift. Uh, teachers are also direction gifts. That's kind of self-explanatory. You've got a teaching gift. You're good at teaching God's Word. That's such an important gift. Guess where the primary place we get direction is? Right here in the pages of Scripture. There's no direction that we can find from any individual or any place that can equal the direction that we find in the Word of God. It is completely sufficient. Uh, And so um, the teacher helps to explain... Word of God. So you've got the direction gifts. uh, And and if you uh, have one of these gifts you need to exercise it. If God's called you to the mission field, go to the mission field uh, and and be used of God. If God has has given you the gift of teaching ask God uh, to minister through you as you teach and let the Holy Spirit minister through you. And those direction gifts will be a great help. To the body of Christ and they'll give great direction to the mission of God's church. So there's direction gifts. Secondly, there's faith gifts. Faith gifts. Uh, Look at verse 9. To another faith by the same spirit. Some people have a special gift of faith. And he grouped several of these gifts together. And I, I call them faith gifts because I believe you need an unusual measure of faith. Uh, to do these different gifts. Uh, God, did you know that Jesus Christ, the Bible says, is the author and finisher of our faith? He's the source of it. He's the sustainer of it. He's the finisher of it. It comes from Him. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is faith or faithfulness. So uh, these things come from God. God supplies the faith that we need. Uh, And so you can pray that God will help you to trust Him in the circumstances of your life. But these people have a special Gifting from God to trust God. They just believe it. Somebody with a gift of faith, they're not concerned with all the objections you're raising. If they believe God has put it upon the, their heart uh, to do it, they're saying, hey, buddy, I don't care what the objections are. Let's do this for Jesus Christ. It's going it's to work. It's going to happen. Uh, uh, I had a friend one time, who's a pastor, and we, we were on a committee together. Or planning a crusade. Everybody was telling him they can't, you can't do this. You don't have enough time. You only have eight months. You can't put a crusade together in this much time. And but but he sensed the leadership of the Lord to do this. And, and others on that committee sensed that same leadership. And so he said, you know, everybody's saying we can't do it, but we're going to trust God and we're going to do it. You know, and they were telling him all these things. You know, you're not you're only going to have this many people come, and you're only going to have this much money raised. Did you know every bit of the money was raised? We had a packed house. We had to bring in chairs from the side rooms in the Civic Center because God blessed. He had the gift of faith. He didn't care about the the, the uh, different obstacles. He just knew God was going to overcome them. Now, uh, a person with a gift of faith, sometimes these gifts overlap together. Uh, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. I believe God heals today. We've seen it in our church, haven't we? We've seen God, uh, Betty Walker. Betty's, Betty's not here today, but usually she's here. And uh, she was healed. That was over a process of time, but the doctor told Bill, "But, But when you put this kind of feeding tube in, you're not expecting them to get better. Because he said, Why in the world did you put something in there? You have to surgically remove. He said, Well, because we don't expect to remove it when we put it in. The doctors had given up, but God hadn't. God gives gifts of healing. What does that mean? I just mean it, I believe it means God gives a special measure of faith in a particular instance. To pray for a person who needs to be healed. A person's healed. Uh, we had one person we were praying for on the prayer list. Their cancer was completely gone. It's a miracle. It's something that God did. It's a gift of healing. Now, I don't know who has the gift of healing. You know, a, it doesn't really matter, does it? But we have that measure of faith. There, there have been those times in my life where I've had a measure of faith to pray for something. To believe God for something. A person with that gift of healing, or gifts of healing, I believe God gives specific gifts for specific instances. Not everybody is healed. Somebody that tells you everybody is healed if they have enough faith is telling you a lie, because that's not what the Bible teaches. Gifts of healing mean God gives special measure of faith to pray for somebody who is sick, so that that person can be healed. Um, Then, uh, uh, so if you have that measure of faith to pray for somebody, pray for them. Just that simple, right? You're being used of God to bless the body of Christ. Um, Also is used in evangelism. Um, Then you have the uh, you have also the gift of prophecy. Prophecy is a faith gift. Uh, God gives you uh, a measure of faith uh, to believe that He has impressed upon your heart something to say. To prophesy just means to speak forth. That's what the word means. Uh, does God speak forth through his people? Does God lay something on your heart to share with somebody else that might be a message of encouragement, that might build them up? Maybe confrontation over a sin. Um, It may be uh, direction. I know we talk about direction gifts and we're in faith gifts, but there's some overlap here. Uh, It might be to give some direction. Uh, I, I read in one thing I was looking at, that uh, they believe people with a prophetic gift have an have a u- unusual ability to know uh, what to do in certain circumstances to further the kingdom of God. And so these are people that are they're given something to say to the body of Christ. Um, it differs from Old Testament prophecy in that an Old Testament prophet was given a specific message by God to share with the people that didn't have the Holy Spirit. And if he ever said something wrong, they were to write him off as a false prophet and never listen to him again. In the New Testament, we all have the Holy Spirit. And so we can all evaluate what's being said and pray about it. Uh, you know, uh, my dad had somebody one time come to him and say, I believe God wants you to come to our church. I believe God laid it on my heart to tell you that. And he said, Well, I'll pray about that. He said, He said, Then he went back to me, and the guy told him, I, I believe God's called you to come to our church. He said, Well, God hasn't told me that, <laughs> and I prayed about it, and that's not what I'm hearing, so that's not what I'm going to do, and uh, you see, you can evaluate, so um, so prophecy is just speaking forth something that God's laid upon your heart. Um, it can be, uh, uh, I, I, most of the time, I believe, I believe God has given me a measure of that gift in that there are times when I preach and somebody will come up to me and say, do you know what's happening in my life? And I don't know anything about their life. I don't know what's happening in their life. I don't have a clue. But what has God done? He's taken the priest's word and he's taken maybe some application that God laid upon my heart and he has touched that person in a specific way in their point of need. Most of the time, that's unconscious for me. I can think of one time where God... I was, I was looking I was looking in the, in the Word of God, and uh, <clears throat> I, I, I was reading in the book of Isaiah, and it just felt the Spirit of God say, you need to preach this message. And there was an individual I needed to preach it because, because God brought that individual to mind. It was a, a description of exactly what he was doing. He was causing trouble in the church. He was disrupting the church. People were late leaving because of him. Uh, all these things happening, and he was the center of all this trouble and discord in the church and And God laid it on my heart to preach it. and i I knew it was for him. It might have been for some other people too, but I knew it was for him. So I preached it, and then I forgot about it. A year passed. And through a set of circumstances, exactly what was said in that scripture passage that was going to happen to, to the, some some people in Israel years ago, Exactly what happened happened to him and I didn't even realize it I, I know I knew what was happening but I'd forgotten about it and I went back I was reading I was reading through the Bible and I got to that passage and it came back to me I thought that's exactly what happened and it just kind of blew my mind I was sitting there oh God, you're awesome and uh, <clears throat> so it's just basically speaking for something that God has laid upon your heart to share. It's to be evaluated. And, um, and then, uh, so that those are faith gifts. Uh, distinguishing between spirits, we're to evaluate the uh, things that are being said and, and done. Then, uh, so direction gifts, faith gifts, prayer gifts. We're running out of time, so I'm going to move through these quickly. Prayer gifts, uh, the latter part of verse 10, to another, different kinds of languages, to another, interpretation of languages. Now, I believe in other places in Scripture, the Bible talks about uh, something akin to a gift of intercession. That is a gift to be able to pray for other people. Uh, I think God, all of us are supposed to pray, and all of us are supposed to pray for other people. But I think God gives some people uniquely to pray for others in the body of Christ. Um, He gives some of us a unique ability to connect with God in prayer. Um... This is a gift that's had a lot of controversy around it, uh, the one that we're, that's in our passage here, which is, I believe, one of the intercession-type gifts. But, uh, but tongues has been a center of controversy, and it was a center of controversy in Corinth. That's one of the reasons Paul wrote the letter. Uh, and he deals with that in detail in chapter 14 as he talks about this purpose uh, versus prophecy, and be, I, don't, I don't believe it's supposed to be used in the public assembly of worship. Okay? Uh, rather the gift of interpretation, which would be something in place of the gift of tongues that is spoken silently to God, would be spoken in the public worship. So in other words, if I'm praying, I'd be praying in English in the, in the worship service, okay? Or in the time of prayer on Wednesday night, whatever it is. Uh, so you wouldn't be able to distinguish that between a prayer, but guess what, that prayer would be something that would encourage other people. Have you ever been encouraged by somebody else's prayer? So that's the idea. Uh, through their prayer, I think there's probably two things going on. One is the worship of God in the personal edification of that believer and then the intercession for the body of Christ. So uh, that's kind of a background gift, but it's an important, important gift as God determines to use it. So um, uh, if, you've got that, if you've got that gift, uh use that in your personal time with god to to uh, intercede uh, and to worship God and also just a word of caution on that gift uh, and this goes for all of the all of the gifts of speaking gifts just because or or even miracles really just because something supernatural is happening doesn't necessarily mean it's from God just be aware of that because I have heard of instances i've heard of instances where uh tongues has been a blessing to an individual and them grow spiritually. But I've also heard of cases where uh, something demonic was going on and a person after it was over would be filled with lust or be filled with evil thoughts. If that's happening, what, what's happening in your life is probably not of God. Anything that's of God is going to draw you closer to God and bring you uh, blessing in your walk with God versus leading you or tempting you to sin. So, uh, the Spirit of God will point you toward Jesus. So, direction gifts, faith gifts, prayer gifts, and finally, helping gifts. Helping gifts. Uh, look, at, look at verse 28. Gifts of healing and helping. Okay, He gives a rank. and when, so I, won't, I don't have time to get into that. But look at where he says helping. Helping gifts. Now, he mentions one here, uh, other places it's called a gift of service. These are people who are specially gifted to help. Do practical things in the church. Can I tell you something? You guys are a blessing. (laughs) I thank God for people with a gift of helps. Uh, There's so much stuff that would never get done in the church if you didn't have people with the gift of helps. They do it, they volunteer in the background. They they'll take care of things that nobody else is taking care of. Uh, They see something that needs to be done, and they just have a delight. To meet that need, usually there are people in the background, and and I could mention some people to you in our church that have that gift, but uh, chances are they would not want me to mention it because usually they're shy about it. They don't want credit; they just want to worship God through the service that they're providing for the Lord. That can be service in any area. It could be service in the kitchen. It could be service in uh, cleaning the church. It could be service. Uh, in taking care of grounds or or, uh, just meeting a need for a widow or just any of those types of things. Those would all be ideas of helping. Uh, It could also be helping somebody who may have a gift of leadership. Uh, The person with the gift of leadership has the idea of what needs to be done and a strategy for getting it done. The person with the gift of helps comes alongside them to help get it done. So, uh, very, very important gift in the body of Christ. All these gifts are, he says in the scripture, given by God for the purpose of the good of the church. Okay? So, uh, one can't say to the other, I don't need you. But each each one is important to the body of Christ. Direction gifts, faith gifts, prayer gifts, and helping gifts. Uh, What's the basic message for this today? First of all is, as God leads you to speak, Speak. Share what God puts on your heart to encourage somebody else. Um, As God leads you to pray, pray for the church. Buddy, we need it. (laughs) Pray. Uh, As God leads you to commune with Him, to strengthen you for other acts of service, commune with Him. As God gives you insight into what to do or counsel to share, share it. Uh, As God lays upon your heart something to serve, some way to help the body of Christ. Uh, you know, uh, and of course with the organization and the way things have laid out in the church, do it, help. Um, and and, and he may, it may not be a, a, the church as a whole, it may not be on the geographical property of the church, it may be going out to somebody in need and helping them who's, who's a member of a church. But if you've got that gift, use it. You will be a blessing to the body of Christ so the first thing is use the gifts that God has given you secondly appreciate and benefit from the gifts of other people um, some of this is a little bit of a mystery isn't it the Bible Jesus said the Holy Spirit's like wind you, you kind of see him, see what wind does you see the trees moving but it, you kind of don't know what it's going to do next and you know it's, uh, there's a little bit of mystery to it and that's okay not everything God does we may have figured out uh, but appreciate the fact that God is using other people to minister to you. Thank God for His people. Thank God for the work that He is doing in your life. And, uh, and, and ultimately, each of these gifts should bring glory to the Savior. It's not about bringing glory to an individual. We're servants. It's all about Jesus. We, <laughs> nobody is going... When we get to heaven, nobody's going to say... Roger, you did such a great job. They're not going to be focused on me. They're not going to be focused on you either. They're going to be focused on Jesus, right? Worshiping Him, praising Him, glorifying Him. The gifts of the body of Christ as they're exercised to build up the body of Christ are going to bless and strengthen the church, and the church is going to be a blessing to the community. And guess what? Jesus is going to be glorified. That's the purpose of it. So use the gifts, appreciate the gifts, and thank God. And praise God for them. Let's pray, Father. Thank you for your uh, teaching and your Word about the gifts that you give. Thank you for for uh, giving us your direction and for giving us faith and for praying through us and and Lord for helping through us in the different ways and and Lord we know that that all of us will be involved in some measure in in prayer and service and and but but Lord uh, help those of us who are gifted to do a certain task or to fulfill a certain function in the church to use the gifts that God has given us.